Welcome to the Pilgrim's Odyssey, your guide to life's wild ride. I'm your host, Silwan Green. Every day we share incredible stories and valuable lessons on life and faith. Thanks for tuning in and make sure to share this odyssey with your friends and neighbors so all of us together can let our light shine. Welcome friends to another episode of the Pilgrim's Odyssey. I'm your host, Silwan. Great to be with you. Just got back from Texas, where I was teaching a class on leadership. Got a few days off before it's off to Albuquerque, New Mexico. Now, one of the things that makes all that traveling a little bearable are movies. I don't really, as busy as our house is, get much time to watch movies at all. But when I'm traveling, you're on the plane, you can stream something. Every once in a while, I watch one that makes me go, hmm, this got me thinking. That was good. And this trip was one of those experiences. I got to watch the Leonardo the, uh, Caprio film, The Revenant, for the first time. Now, if you haven't seen that film or you've only seen trailers of it, it is the story of a frontiersman who survives a bear attack to exact revenge on the man who murders his son. Now, it is an epic, epic movie. And that bear attack... You know, it's not special effects like Star Wars special effects, but it is so real and so violent and so terrifying. I don't know how they did it. It is worth watching that movie for that alone to marvel at how they did it. But for reasons far beyond that, it's one of the best films I've seen in a long time. And while the story is obviously Hollywoodized, it is based on the true story of a frontiersman named Hugh Glass. And as I watched it, I couldn't help but think of a podcast I did just a few weeks ago on Henry David Thoreau's essay, The Wild. If you remember, we were talking about how at our core, we are wild. It is our nature. And that if we are not out in the wild, living that way just a little, we become a little bit less of who we could be. Now in The Revenant, as Glass struggles to heal and survive, abandoned in the wilderness after the bear attack. Man, that screen just jumps to life. Very early in the movie, he's attacked, and you kind of wonder where this is going to go. And then you see him crawling through the dirt, burying himself in snow caves, eating raw meat, healing his broken leg, fighting the French, fighting the English, fighting Indians, body surfs rapids, and then ultimately has a fierce and brutal showdown with the man he needs to exact justice upon. It is as raw as you're ever going to see in a movie and is probably for the time realistic. But even as I'm watching it, I felt alive. Life jumped from the screen. That struggle to just eat, to just survive is brutal truth. Then, you know, the plane gets to your destination right as the movie ends, usually, or usually on an airplane, it gets to your destination about 10 minutes before it ends, and then you got to figure out how you're going to watch it back. But we finally land, and then you got TVs everywhere at the airport, and your phone's buzzing, and you're bombarded with the sniveling gossip and woke news of modern media and TV. People that you know, they'd have a hard time overcoming a stubbed toe 
to carry on, much less getting attacked by a bear, having their bones exposed through raw skin. You know, with as much turmoil as we've had in the world lately, got me thinking, you know, what what happens if we descended into kind of a wilderness for even a short term? What would the fragile egos of modern society, what would they do? You know, it's, it's not the revenant. It's not escaping a bear attack. But in my memory, you know, talking to my grandma about being in the Depression and how they, her family survived. And they had gardens. They had cows. They had chickens they butchered. I mean, for the most part, about the only thing they'd had to go to the store for because they knew how to survive. They were tough. Was, you know, if they wanted sugar, they wanted some flour. But for the most part, they had their own milk, they had their own eggs, they had their own meat, they had their own, you know, all that. And what's funny, you know, I remember as a kid going down to Mississippi where they lived, and a lot of them still lived in the country and they lived close together, and some of the family was better off than others, but there was a wildness to them that I always liked. <laughs> a little bit of danger. No doubt. They all had a little bit of Hugh Glass in them. A little bit of being able to be savage when you needed to be savage. And one of the downsides of modern world, no, don't get me wrong, I'm not an anti-modern world person, but one of the downsides of it is, in a sense, we're all kind of in that matrix of technology that kind of makes us a little wimpy. <laughs> A little bit selfish, a little bit. What are you going to do for me? <clears throat> you know, flying on the plane, I sat next to this kid and, you know, he had this video game. And Lord knows what that thing cost. It was this whole console and stuff. And, and, and the entire time we were on that plane, he didn't take his eyes off of it. And I probably shouldn't have done this, but like I'm looking down at his hands and they were soft. And they were smooth. And then I think about my kid's hands and they're not soft and they're not smooth. And they got scabs. And they got scars. You know why? Because they play outside because we let them get a little bit wild. And I felt so sorry for that kid. I felt so sorry for him. There's no way he's not going to turn out a little bit soft. There's no way. But the world is still wild, even when technology wants to make us think that it isn't. I feel sorry for people who don't get to experience that or don't let their kids experience that. This past weekend, the film crew that came to video my wife and I telling our love story which hopefully again you will see on Netflix I didn't hear it but I guess as they were leaving they were, they were talking to the young woman who'd done the interview and a couple of my daughters were around and they basically started to say how happy all our kids were one of them said I can't remember a family I've ever been around where all the kids seem so happy happy to be together happy for life You know what I credit for that? A little bit of wildness. A little bit of wildness. Hard as it is to be a parent, as hard as it is to raise kids, you struggle with, you know, how do I discipline them? How do I teach them? How do I teach them responsibility? How do I give them freedom? But as hard as that's been, and as much as we've wrestled with it at times, man, we've always allowed them to be a little bit wild, to explore, to wander, to dream to learn from their falls and their scrapes and then go back outside and do it again, to see the truth in trees and the forest and streams and creation. 
be able to run around with a BB gun like your Hugh Glass on a hunt. And it makes them happy. It makes them happy. Because in a lot of ways, we feel the most alive when we are a little bit wild. And that is how I felt watching The Revenant. Watching somebody that just making it through the end of the day alive, they could lie back and go, yeah, job well done. Good day. Good day. And then wake up and do it again. Don't be afraid to be a little dangerous, my friends. A little bit reckless. Doesn't have to mean going into the woods like Hugh Glass. It just might mean not doing what everybody else is doing. Might mean following your muse. Might mean speaking up, telling truth when truth needs to be heard. Might be taking a chance on something that everyone telling you isn't going to work, but you do it anyway. And maybe you fail, but you fail magnificently. That's where you find life. You know, in a sense, enter the forest with nothing and feel what it's like to survive. That's a good way to start. Just start walking with nothing. See where you end up. See what you find. See what you learn about yourself. Because when we are a little bit dangerous and when we're willing to be a little reckless, those are often the times you never feel more alive. And my friend, I want you to feel alive. So until next time, aim high and don't be afraid. Don't let mama tell you that's too high. Go for it anyway. Spread your wings like an eagle. In the wild, free. And keep your eyes on the things that mattered. We came from the earth. We're going back to the earth. Spend a little time with the earth and maybe you'll feel at home. I'm your host, Silouan. Until next time, as always, even if it's getting a little crazy as you're doing it and you get a little scared and you make mistakes and you fall, may you still, through all of that, find peace you've been listening to the pilgrim's odyssey make sure you comment share and like this podcast so all of us together can let our light shine for books videos and more content from me your host please visit silouan.com that is silouan s-i-l-o-u-a-n.com until your next visit on the pilgrim's odyssey i'm your guide on life's wild ride silouan green Chill.